0: There's this common belief known across cultures from around the world, saying that behind the hardships of life there's always a higher force interacting with people's lives in the attempts of achieving a greater purpose. For the Yoruba people of Nigeria, the entity closely related with this was an itinerant divinity highly revered in the religion of his people, and probably the most complex deity in the Orisha pantheon. Eshu is primarily known for being the god of chance, chaos and unpredictability. He is known to be a deity fond of tricks which can be disruptive and cruel, but his trials were meant to teach mankind valuable lessons in order for them to become better versions of themselves. Eshu is the chief enforcer of natural and divine laws as he passes among mortal to assess their character and bestow punishment accordingly. The Orisha was regarded as the messenger who acted as a connection between humans and Yoruba divinities. He could be as giving as he could be malevolent and thus he was always the first to be honored during rites and ceremonies. It is believed that because he was a master of all spoken tongues, Eshu gained the role of messenger of the Supreme God while delivering sacrifices and offerings from humans on earth to the gods in heaven, and sometimes from an Orisha to another one. Therefore, he maintains the relationship between humanity and the supernatural world. Apart from conveying messages he keeps a watchful eye upon ongoing events and reported to Alarun on the actions of both humans and the other Orishas. Eshu is perceived as that part of the divine that always tests the actions of men, and even though he tempts mankind, that doesn't necessarily mean that he hates humanity or that he only does harm. The mischievous Orisha doesn't discriminate when it comes to carry out errands for good or evil wishes. As he can be summoned by evil intended people to cause tribulations for others but can also be used as an instrument of retaliation according to the legend the orisha could assume a myriad of different forms eshu was believed to appear as a giant as a dwarf or a cheeky little boy and sometimes as a wise old man inside temples and shrines He may be represented as a statue that has been shaped into a human figure with something that looks pretty much like a horn protruding from his head, while holding a knife or a club in his hand. While somewhere else he is symbolized by a rock stuck into the ground and covered with shells of kauri, and a pot of clay turned upside down with a hole in the middle. The priests would wear carvings of Eshu hooked over their shoulders which often show him with two faces one looking into the world of men and the other looking into the world of spirits based on the tradition dogs are often used as substitutes for the deity during the ceremony of sacrifice and the animal would eat the offerings laid at the god's temple explaining the popular yoruba saying what the dog will eat eshu would provide it Red palm oil is known to be his favorite sacrificial item which must be poured upon an effigy symbolizing the divinity on every service day. This ritual was done to maintain a good relationship with him, otherwise there will be an outbreak of unfortunate events. Eshu haunts the thresholds of cities and domestic residents where he introduces good fortune or the unexpected into human lives. So whenever the Yoruba people diverted from their planned course of action, they would subsequently blame Eshu for that misfortune. But as the deity of crossroads, Eshu protected people in their journeys and became renowned as the patron god of travelers. He appeared in myths as the great mediator between the opposing forces of life. And during sessions of worship or like what we often see in Yoruba tales, his unlimited knowledge made him the wise negotiator of conflict between the benevolent Orishas and the malevolent gods known as the Ajogon then restored balance in their relationship. And because of this exceptional interaction with both sides, he absorbed the features of a benign and a malicious entity. Therefore, the Orisha is thought by many to own the power of turning what's right into what is wrong, and what's wrong into what is right. When misunderstanding and confusion occur among a collectivity, Eshu would be the path that balances all the opposing tendencies of their inner personality. As we mentioned before, this god is a divine enforcer of laws, the one in charge of afflicting punishment upon those who do not offer prescribed sacrifice to the gods, but he also rewards those who offer the appropriated one, thus he investigates and reports on the correctness of worship and sacrifice. Without Eshu, the dynamics of Yoruba rituals would not exist because he is the mediator between the spiritual and the physical world. And as such, whenever an Orisha receive a sacrifice, his portion is always put aside and offered to him in priority before any other divinity or any ancestor. If he is not appropriately appeased by getting his offerings done properly, Eshu will retaliate by ensuring that other sacrifices fail, blocking the way of blessings, and will in turn cause more confusion and trouble by opening up the way of difficulties. In order to avoid his wrath, Those concerned by the worship of an Orisha would maintain a shrine for him to ward off evil, and to bring them prosperity and peace. Although Eshu was looked upon as a protective and a benevolent force, that representation was just one aspect of his cunning nature. He was also feared for the evil he could cause and sometimes led humans to perform evil deeds. He can easily create enmity between parents and children, between close friends or cause a person to behave abnormally. This aspect was that of a divine trickster he personifies. The Yoruba God of change and uncertainty. His penchant for causing mischief is illustrated by a classic tale in which he set against each other two farmers who claimed everywhere to be unique best friends. One morning on his usual path, Eshu walked down a road separating the fields belonging to both friends. He was wearing a hat that was half red and half black in such a way that the cap appeared to be on a single color depending on the side from which it was viewed. Then stuck his pipe at the nape of his neck as if he was smoking from the back of his head. While his walking staff which he usually carried over his chest was now hung across his back instead. After greeting them each with a good morning which they returned in kind. The two farmers remarked how it was strange that Eshu had walked in the opposite direction from his normal route and started arguing on whether his hat was red or black because they could only see the color that faced their side of the road. They soon became violent when they found that neither agreed on a color of the hat then went to the local king to settle this matter. But then Eshu appeared. Laughingly he explained that if someone had watched his pipe and staff rather than his feet. They would effectively think that he was walking in a direction opposite from his actual movement. As for his two-colored cap, he showed them that every argument has always more than one perspective so both of them were in the right. There's not such argument that has a purely wrong or right response, and left with the warning that being close-minded will always make them wrong in the end. And just like the two friends who couldn't help themselves, it can cause unnecessary problems even for the dearest relationship. The Orisha confessed that it was in his nature to make people dispute in order to create strife among them, admitting that sowing discord was indeed his greatest delight. Through this story Eshu illustrates that as a guide on the path to sacred wisdom, he leads the individual and the group beyond what is obvious for the domain of the ordinary, and that anything related to external appearances are not the home of sacred wisdom. While assuming the manner of a trickster, Eshu is able to crack open the shell that hides the truth as he did so effectively in this story. Proving that there's not such pure relationship, it took Eshu's ruse to uncover the deep reality beneath the external layer of conformity and uniformity the farmers initially presented. In a sense, his functions are pretty much similar to that of a psycho and sociotherapist working to break up old unproductive ways while opening the way for the reinvigoration of oneself and the society. Eshu does not restrain his jokes to humans, but also played them on his fellow gods often with terrible consequences as illustrated in the myth relating the visit paid by Obatala the god of creation to Shango, the god of thunder and lightning. However, he also owned up to his mischief and made everything right in the end. In another myth, he cured the god of creation and was given the keys to all doors of wisdom, then the supreme being gave him the highest rank in the pantheon that he would always come first before the others. Thus it's worth noting that Eshu doesn't have a specific priesthood dedicated to him, and he is neither associated to worship like any other gods. But simply because they have to go through him if they want their prayers to be heard and their sacrifices to have favorable results, the devotees must inevitably pay him homage as well. This is what make this divinity so unique in the application of his functions in Yoruba traditions. Being a complex figure whose principal association is a messenger between two domains, Eshu is credited with having given humankind the Yoruba system of divination, which is the art or practice of foretelling future events. The story tells how the gods and goddesses were hungry and were not having enough to eat from their sons and daughters who inhabited the earth. So they began to quarrel among themselves. Some of them went forth to try their hands at hunting or fishing but still they couldn't obtain enough to sustain them, so Eshu took it upon himself to rectify this situation. First he consulted with Yemoja, the river goddess. She told him to give human beings something so good that they would always desire it. The mischievous god was then told to collect 16 palm nuts that will help him winning the goodwill of humanity by learning their meaning. So the Orisha went to a certain grove of palm trees where some monkeys delivered 16 sacred palm nuts to him. But he didn't know what to do with this present, the monkeys just informed him that he would need to travel the world asking the meaning of these 16 nuts. Eshu would eventually hear 16 sayings for each of the 16 nuts whereupon he should consult first with the other Orishas then tell humanity what he had learned. The gods and goddesses were pleased to hear what Eshu had accomplished and imparted their knowledge to humanity through the 16 palm nuts he delivered to the earth below. Once humanity saw the evil that might befall them and then saw a manner of escaping through offering a sacrifice and consulting the palm nuts, the gods and goddesses no longer went hungry. Eshu went back to stay with the other Orishas to observe what humanity would now do with this divine gift. And that is how Hifa was brought to humankind and how the Yoruba people can perhaps best appreciate the complexity of Eshu's character, as the deliverer of the wisdom of the gods to humanity, and in exchange as the one delivering humanity's sacrifices to the gods. If divine wisdom was an esoteric elixir the one seeking such divine knowledge must have a guide to its source, and Eshu is that guide. His face is carved on hifa divining trays, where nuts are cast to place humanity in contact with this sacred wisdom, he is the opener of the path to the mysterious source of knowledge which might be imagined or pictured but ultimately found within oneself. As the Orisha holding a close association with Orin Mila, noted for his wisdom and his awareness of any wish, and while presiding over the Hifa divination, Eshu is more important to human affairs than the supreme god himself. For when the Hifa is consulted, the Babloo or priest of the Hifa oracle repeats the myths associated with the given pattern of the nuts that are cast while revealing the stories Eshu traveled around the world to collect, until one distinguished myth resonates with the circumstances of the seeker. Many believe that Eshu is the inner guide, capable of leading people to life-changing and revelations. A ruthless purveyor of the deeper truth, reason why through his ambivalent and immoral actions he symbolizes the essence of unformed and undirected potentiality. Another side of the Orisha is that of a naughty inner personality with some attendant sexual connotations. For instance, he is frequently depicted as having a phallic-shaped haircut, and for that his celebrations include joyful songs about sexual performances and mishaps. Sexuality being of course, the great hidden motivator of men towards women, Eshu intend to uncover and expose the relationship of this dynamic life force. Being himself a personification of the life force of sexuality, extends into his role as solicitor of sacrifice, which is more than just an appeasement for the gods. To sacrifice a chicken, a goat or even a cow is to actively and consciously take part in the grotesque cycle of life. Eshu is just a reminder that humanity will forever be connected to this elemental cycle of life feeding on itself for its survival. The variation of some characteristics of Eshu and the Orisha stems from the separation of the Yoruba during the Atlantic slave trade. Devotees were cut off from their home cultures, and because of the lack of a canonical text they had to exclusively rely on their memory and experience to pass down his stories as well as fighting against the influence from other religion. Which did not prevent him from being related with the devil in the Candomblé in Brazil, because of his association with mischief. Meanwhile for others he is the one who protect the home against danger. In Santeria his effigies are kept nearby the front doors to keep away the evil spirit and misfortune. As the religion has spread around the world, the name of this Orisha has varied in different locations but his beliefs remain very similar. The most popular are probably Exu in Brazil, Alegua and Alegba which associated him with the figure in voodoo known as Papa Legba. Eshu must be taken seriously because he is the Orisha who tests humanity, as well as rewarding and punishing people regardless of their rank and influence for the sake of determining their true personality. His trickery is usually meant to lead humans into tribulations and temptations so that they can mature and change. In the matter of great necessity for the Orishas, he also prompts humanity to offend the gods, whose anger they must then mollify with sacrifices. Initially, some foreign accounts equated Eshu with Satan in Christianity and with Shaitan in Islam. When they arrived in Yoruba-land, the Christian missionaries who translated the Bible into Yoruba, used Eshu for Satan. Thus in the eyes of the early missionaries, Eshu was a devil and therefore an embodiment of evil. However, trying to understand an Orisha from the perspective of Christian or Islamic religion invariably leads to an inaccurate conception of the deity, simply because traditional Yoruba belief doesn't look upon the world as a contest between absolute good and absolute evil. For the Yoruba people, there are not diametrically opposed embodiments of such forces, so it's very difficult for a casual observer of this religion to understand Eshu and his place in Yoruba beliefs. He can create hatred between siblings but also reconcile them after years of dispute. He could prevent the birth of a firstborn child and provide offspring to childless families. He punishes those who do not offer the required sacrifice and rewards those who perform it right. The Orisha Eshu is not the personification of evil like Satan, nor does he stand in direct opposition to the Almighty God. He is rather positioned as one of the functionaries of the Supreme Being in his theocratic domain, therefore, Eshu is seen as a nuanced representative of both good and evil. The attention paid to him by the Yoruba people illustrates their acknowledgement of the presence and coexistence of both good and evil forces in the world. Hopefully this video of Eshu was interesting, if you've had a good time watching and you want more, go ahead and subscribe, leave me a comment and share. In case you have any ideas for future videos, let me know in the comments below. And as always, stay curious.